Hello and welcome to the Pro Detailer Magazine podcast. Today we have a very, very special guest on Thank board. You. Not you, Ian. Oh, all right, fine. Um, I am delighted to welcome Mr. Jim White onto the PDM podcast. Good morning. Hello. And Hello. we have got all sorts of exciting things. Uh, just in case you've been living in a cave, Jim White, White Details, is a YouTube sensation, but primarily, you know what, he's a detailer and a nice bloke, so we thought we'd just have a chat. Thank you. Um, we have, in fact, got some sort of structure of what we're going to talk about, too. Um, and the first thing we wanted to hit on, because it's still probably relevant, just about, is Waxstock. So this year at Waxstock, uh, Jim was in attendance. Now, we only bumped into each other a couple times. You were kind of followed by a, a, a kind of, a, I don't know what you call them. Retinue. Retinue, a kind of a, a team of lovers, Entourage. followers. Yes, it's... It's to keep the paps away. It's good. Should we call it a harem? <laughs> harem, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 2019, I was on the ticket as one of the guests on stage, um, which, uh, following an early conversation we just had, that sort of that isn't me, that isn't my natural habitat. No. But this year, and it went well, but this year it was just to be there to support the industry, to uh, show my face and to meet and greet and say hello, and it mm -hmm. is it's ace. Um, most of the day I'm spent, looking down at my forearms with the goosebumps from the stories I hear. Because, yeah. again, I'm just saying that although you create content and you put a lot of time, love, and effort into that, it just goes to the internet. And that's just numbers, names, and digits. But you the know, people commenting, they're real people. It's not bots. I mean, we've, we've confirmed it's not some sort of Russian bot attack. On, no, on I deleted the bot a few years ago. No. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, there was a massive decline in subscribers, and that went. It dropped 20K. But <laughs> no. Um, yeah, it's just... It's great, and I still have that because um, you dragged me up on stage unannounced. I wasn't this, I did, this current year. Well, come on, we had a good thirty seconds of preparation the day before. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, and yeah. Then Sixty seconds the the morning of. <laughs> yes, but and was, most of that was this is a microphone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least you didn't use duct tape this time. No, yeah, no, no, it was um, chafes after a while. I got complaints about all the hair being removed when you rip it off. So no, I think we did. You were voluntarily on that. Um, yeah, it was easier to do this year than the year before, and obviously Kelly Harris was part of that as well. Um, but that is um, it's weird because I get a bit nervous, and the fact I'm sat here now without my headphones on to hear my own feedback, mm -hmm. I don't like that sort of artificial sound, and that's what I was getting on the stage as well. It can, it's a bit off-putting. It can it be is, a bit. Yeah. It's like when you're singing in the car and suddenly the, you accidentally hit the mute and you're really embarrassed yourself. It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't reach the notes in and total eclipse of the heart anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't edit with headphones for YouTube, and I wonder if I'd get it, because I'm just with the desktop speakers, and I wonder if I'd have the same problem ed mm. editing, because I obviously... I hate hearing my own voice back, but I have to for the videos. It but is relevant. On I mean, stage with eyes and faces staring at you. But the conversation is no different to the conversation I have to the people with the people on the shop floor, mm. which is awesome stuff. Um, but yeah, but you have, there are fewer people on the shop floor, and you know where the weapons are hidden at strategic locations. <laughs> so there's, you kind of generally feel a bit safer. A little safe spots. Yeah. yeah. That was a good day. Um, of course, next year... Coming up is the tenth year anniversary. Is it for Waxstock? Uh, year? Last year's was the no, that was the eighth this year. Well, it, yeah, yeah, they, they missed out two, and it's they yeah. yeah, I, yeah. Look, so the first Waxstock was twenty sixth of August, twenty twelve. I know that because when we launched PVD, and I've been to every Waxstock since. So in my maths, this year was the tenth year, but not the tenth show. Yeah, because of COVID. But then next year isn't going to be the tenth show either. No. It's going to be the ninth show. Yes. Oh, but they're calling it unless the, they have two shows. Well, isn't that part of the possible plan? 
two I've, days. I've well, two no days, idea. yeah. Anyway, it was, that's been voiced, yeah. It's, okay. But it's all scuttlebutt at the moment. There's no confirmation. Indeed, indeed. Um, it's a thing. Google it, guys. Um, so yeah. don't Google scuttlebutt. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't do it. <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble with GCHQ again. Um, so uh, yeah, no, I think Wax Talk next year they're going to be doing something. I think this year is all about just coming back, getting it done, and you know, saying hey, remembering we're, where we're... Coventry was. Yeah. Then trying desperately to forget where Coventry <laughs> is. <laughs> you know what really annoys me? Coventry. Well, no, not, not specifically, but there's um, so every time the nav for the last years, I've always driven massive, great big vans, which frankly I quite enjoy driving massive, great big vans. It makes me feel more powerful than I actually am. Um, through the middle of Coventry, with about a million roundabouts and lots of weird little industrially bits, with like sleeping policemen, and we always overlaid the van by a good ton. So when we go over a sleeping policeman, it crashes on the bottom. Anyway, we stayed in a hotel this time that was a bit north of the actual Rico. And in the past, I've stayed there, but I've walked there, which is not fun because you have to walk through basically post-apocalyptic council estate sort of scary places with lots of scary-looking people. And that's coming from me, just to get to the hotel. It's got to book. Uh, <laughs> oh, you think anything no. semi-detached is post-apocalyptic? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, blow me down. Turns out uh, that hotel we were at, the Holiday Inn or whatever, it's one roundabout from the motorway, and then you just take that motorway to the M5 and then down again, and it's so much more simpler than doing up the Foss Cross and then going through all of Coventry to get to the Rico. Easy. It's not the Rico anymore. No, the the, the, the the Alliance in Leicester Arena. Something like that. <laughs> oh, we're getting sued again. <laughs> it's the Coventry Building Society oh, same place. Arena in Coventry. Um, there you go. That, yeah. yeah, so it's the big round thing in Coventry, full of strange people. Um, but no, it was, a good, it was a good show, I felt. I, strange enough, I bailed entirely from the casino this year. Normally the casino ends in a blur kind of around three or four in the morning. Mm. See, I bailed entirely from Waxstock. By having a hangover from the casino, <laughs> then like, yeah. I was there in body, but the mind was far, far away. Yeah. Well, how did that happen? Well, I, I appreciate it probably involved the free wine. I, I honestly can't remember. You, you? No, I was sitting downstairs with uh, Rich and Jamie at the hotel until about three o'clock in the morning. Oh, yes. I hung around That's for a, a bit. Terrible just, idea. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, I went to bed well before that. Jim, did you? Oh, no, you buggered a... off and left me. <laughs> well, I did, but you were very animated. And and talking away and talking intensive. to people, interacting. You could tell I'd had a drink. Oh yeah, no, I really could. But I, you know, you're quite dangerous in those circumstances. I just tend to back away. You seem perfectly happy. I yeah. mean, nobody else around you was. They were mostly backing away too. But but you you survived. Yeah. So did everyone else. Anyway, move on. Moving on. <laughs> um, what about your? What was your? Because you've never done a Saturday night at Wax Talk, have you? 2019, I did. Oh yeah, of course. I you was did. there for yeah. the trade dinner um, back then. But this year it was just Sunday morning. Travelled up. Um, gotcha. There was lots of sore looking heads and <clears throat> the podcast I've heard off the back of Mike Stock reviews and updates. Most of the talk is about the Saturday night antics. and It is for some the, people. Uh, it is for some people. I think there are a lot. It's, it's interesting. So one of the big people who no longer exhibit there for various reasons that we're not going to go yeah. into brings a big team of people in the early days. Mm -hmm. That was pretty reverous. Um, okay. But they then sort of Half took of which dinner. couldn't actually drink, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> You're just too young. Legally, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Part of parole conditions. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I think to an extent it is the night, but I think most of us, I think as we get older, we decide it's probably not a good idea to go drinking until three or four in the morning you before do the biggest show in the year. It's most of the catch-up, it's most of the fun, because the, the Sunday is the serious, it's the game phase, it's the sales, it's the customer face and stuff. So for the inner trade people to have a good... A bit of a knees up. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I th yeah, it's it is an interesting one. I I don't feel like I missed out by not 
doing it. But then I was up and fresh at like six the following morning and, mm. and barely. I'm a bit of a lightweight myself, so it's probably the best thing that I'd turn up 10 a.m. You're the a lightweight, are you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mean, there's nothing on me. Well, that's, that's fair. That's fair. But you're longer than average. <laughs> people say that when they meet me because they, they feel they know me off camera and then the customers arrive have not been there before yeah. A, the yard is a lot smaller than it seems the unit's a lot smaller I'm a lot taller they say I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm six two. is that fisheye lens you use? it is yeah <laughs> things look yeah anyway <laughs> it works on Tinder anyway <laughs> um, so uh, yeah and Wax Dot next year obviously you'll be there I will yeah cool. I'll, I'll yeah, forever be a uh, I used to go to Peterborough back in the day with my dad. Dad used to come along just to the Peterborough ones, and I've never exhibited or had a. Maybe that was the thing I could do in the future: have a, a car. Yeah, I've prepped and uh, speak to a customer who's the week before white sock. Perhaps have a, a, a vehicle there of some sort. They can I'm make Project W, Project Y. There we go. Yeah, yeah. sponsored content. <laughs> that could work quite nicely. Yeah, WD Car Care. These are all ideas. Um, anyway, we're all looking at each other silently. Just John Hall's just scribbling furious. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, but in other developments, I want to talk about PPF because it's not something you've done before. No. But no. Uh, a little birdie told me that it is something you are quite seriously looking into. I am. Um, week after next, I am training for three days um, down south in Harlow. I've tried to avoid film um for the last sort of three or four years but i am three or four years behind and i feel like very much i need to be there and get involved and have it as i do get asked i do get um quotations or inquiries for ppf even as part of a new car prep yeah if i haven't got the option to offer the film that new car prep may go somewhere else uh, i've stuck to what i know i do get frustrated trying to put a screen protector on an iPhone or an Android. <laughs> oh, that, that's a different level of zen you need for that. Yeah, but... I just don't drop my phone. I've never had a screen protector. I've never broken a phone. Whereas my partner <laughs> throws brag. phones. She f throws phones. For her, her £1,000 iPhone or what the hell it is, is my phone's five years old and not worth anywhere like that. But she uses it as a weapon towards yeah. mostly me, and that's why she goes through his phone so much. But yeah, anyway, sorry, we di digress. <laughs> that's why you've got the phone-shaped dents in your head as well. Head. I can see it's very much its place. Um... I'm somewhat nervous but excited by the next 12, 15 months or so. I do understand that people always say that it's it. what you have to remember is protection, not perfection. And what does that mean? Well, I'm, I'm not going to step back and allow a sub-average job to leave the premises because I'm all about making sure I'm happy. If I'm happy, the customer's happy. So yeah. what does yes. protection, not perfection mean? Um, there are variables or things to watch out for with film with contamination the air lint and that it, it does happen um speaking to some close friends in the industry some people say i won't like it it will frustrate me because they know me they know what i'm like mm -hmm. but equally i'm looking for a new challenge i'm excited by it to not so much get me off the tools but four days five days doing a two-stage correction in coatings it's lots of vibration it's lots of dust it's lots of machine polishing and noise um and what i'm able to charge for that is a is a, a morning or a day's work doing film so which, I'm, I'm always amazed that the the price of ppf has not come down in the last eight years or so i think it well i think it has come down but it just hasn't come down that far so it's still like, very profitable y years ago at the challenge finale um uh, 360 ppf and i think the entire car was around about seven and a half eight grand to do mm -hmm. that's easily what you'd be looking to pay now and yeah, we've got 10 percent oh, inflation I though yes yeah, I, uh, I still think it's it's much like detailing someone could claim to do a full correction and coatings and wheels for 
700 quid in two days and that to me sounds like it's not going to be the best job but that's a ppf4 car that's what i'd expect to be seven eight nine grand plus the vat i've just prepped a, an ibis white r8 spider and my customer didn't tell me at the time really it was very late in the inquiry process like the week before i took the car on that hey don't don't go with the coatings i don't want my desk the coatings this time because it's going to leave you on the thursday straight for ppf full body I'm, I'm quite curious and at this point i know i'm going to be doing ppf soon i can't help just yet asking the questions full car coverage he didn't know the brand of film but full car coverage was costing him two and a half grand and it's not the biggest car and it hasn't got a roof well but i could do it at cheap. 2499 if i'm allowed to use cling film yes yeah but it turns out that was a company that he's using the past for his commercial vans to do sign writing and wrapping so if they've now got access to film and they're it's that stuff you used to put on your books in school, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, so there's possibly better places and the worse of places, but um, at least the Audi had the best possible prep, and that's another part of it. What amount of prep do people insist it has to have and what mm. a lot of it is missed? A lot of my social media at the time of doing the Audi, I did a two-stage correction. It's flat white. It was kind of somewhat difficult to, to work on, but looked super super sharp and glossy at the point of finishing the correction um, but what would a two and a half grand ppf outfit have done in terms of the prep before the film went on mm. even and in the, the panel PPF gaps orange of fallout and contaminants and on finger polishing in them panel gaps they well you that, have to do some of that that two and a half grand might be based on a car that's been prepped already but it wasn't oh, okay and i said to the customer look you need to be getting that price down even more because they've got a lot less work to do if they were to do much in the first place. And it's going to be just a down payment on then getting it replaced and fixed properly when it does go terribly wrong. Uh, yeah, and obviously being flat white, PPF with the edges and the dirt, mm -hmm. uh, that's all stuff I've got to learn and to take on. And so you're doing PPF partly because of profitability, but what's interesting is you're kind of almost pitching it like a lifestyle, as in you've got less vibration, it's a dust-free environment, it's nice it's and more, quiet, it's peaceful. I think peaceful. once you get the skill to it, it can be quite... An enjoyable practice uh, it's funny you say that because a lot of people i've talked to who've been getting into it have said it's the most frustrating angry thing ever great as it is now so. yeah that's but that, it, that six month learning curve at the end of the day six yeah. month however long it takes you it's going to be frustrating any new any new rip work. stuff up and throw it in the bin and sort of have to eat into my profits off the job but equally um i've just picked up a new car which we can talk about later if not a new new car after that which i can practice on and, and got friends and family's cars where i just need to do practice i just need to yeah. play film whatever it may be and um suddenly get used to it well i think it's also a character thing because i think if i mean are, are you you obviously it's always mate you're very very chilled out to the point where sometimes i think i actually send you to <laughs> sleep on, Jim, but wake up. no but, well quite but do do you have a have a little temper tantrums or are you fairly uh, sort of settled because uh, i think hotheads and ppf probably won't go so well sure i think with the hours and polishing patience you need for correction the patience is there mm -hmm. um and i don't feel too nervous about the film now so i have been engulfed in youtube and not that you can it's different to actually hands-on but i understand a lot of the challenges now have you been watching that. on youtube for that any, uh, any major channels i've reached out to them actually um although i can't drive protected in america mm -hmm. okay um used to do a lot of footage just pov gopro on his head yeah no, you just do a front bumper install drive protected sounds um, like some sort of std or sort of sexual health safety channel so much a detailing channel it is just he gets a car in he does film mm -hmm. he's not doing much polishing and that sort of stuff in the first place but 
And then I think there's, is it presidential detail in America? Took on Matt Mormon from his obsessed garage, garage, um, garage, um, his GT3 Carpools. RS. The no longer the poshest of the room. <laughs> I lost myself there. Um, yeah, they've done a few bits on, uh, but it will eventually it will be have to, it will be something I have to put on camera myself. Yeah. So for the first, I'm known for doing the hopefully high end detailing in the, are we going to have a Jim White's cock-ups video of like... I'm sure there'll oh. be plenty of... Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that'll be massively yeah. popular just for the sake of people coming into the industry and re seeing that... The realisation. That, it real, that it's supposed reality. to be difficult. Everybody's yeah. going to struggle with it. Yeah. And I think part of my channel, I don't want it to be too smoke and mirrors and glamorous, although it's nicely produced and there's music and people send me messages saying that it's inspired them to go on to do detailing themselves. Equally, I, I want it to be real. It is hard graft actually it's tough on your body it's tough on your mental state and that whole four days polishing and yeah ppf maybe do something similar it mm. might create its own challenges in fact it will um but it's just i need to learn the process and where it slips into my already busy diary yeah um, i think it will turn the table somewhat so maybe 70 30 of my diary will be more ppf instead of detailing um, but yeah, I'll, there might be a time or a period where the camera lays low, not that I'll have anything to hide, but I just want my focus to be getting good and getting right with the film. Um, and of course it's quite an investment to get going with the plotter and the, yeah, a lot of the, it's interesting, probably about four or five years ago, it started lots of people taking up and investing in the kit and only a, I wouldn't say a fraction, but only a percentage of those actually are still doing it now. Mm. Um, and there are companies out there obviously doing it mobile at detailers places, which has become quite popular. So yep. you can get the quality of work and stuff yep. without the investment. Um, but at the same time, a, 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 a guy who I, I've known and worked with quite nearby, he does um, does it. And the figures he was talking about in terms of gross mm. takings per month, I mean, put it this way, there's a lot of Subarus. A lot of Subarus could be bought if could you're doing PPF. Yeah. And the repairs. No, no, I wouldn't go that far. Okay. <laughs> you can't afford the repairs. <laughs> you buy the car. <laughs> is that were they a, a one man band or they is that a team? Of no, workers? team of four. He's got three employees. Oh yeah, um, and he's got two bays specifically PPF, and then a couple bays yeah. correction stuff. But it's just that turnover. It's scary because if you've got the customers coming and everything's going well, that's great. But if you don't, you've got huge overheads, and so Over, it can, overheads. Overheads. Yes, overheads. Vacuum cleaner fans. Um, so yeah, no, that, I mean, it's an interesting development. Mm. And Is it I, something you'd look to sort of grow your business a bit more and take on a team, do you think? Um, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but maybe I think film, an installer to do film, maybe easier to get somebody in to do than take on the detail side of things. Because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm starting to do a film uh, myself. I, I find it difficult to get somebody to do the detailing because I'm just... I like to be in control of the full job. Mm -hmm. um, even when I had a chat with me for uh, some time a couple of years ago, there were still aspects of the job that wouldn't be handed over to them. It was never a case of yeah. there's the key for the, it won't be a Subaru, it'll be an AMG or a Porsche. Would you want to say? But it, well, it when was, you get better, was, Jim, I'll bring you a Subaru. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever get to the stage where it's a conveyor belt of flow. I'm going to say I'll never get to the stage where I'll be doing super. <laughs> <laughs> but also, it's it's interesting because obviously you've got what we call brand capital, 
and other companies have got brand capital. Um, I'm thinking things like uh, Yanomai Eyes, for example, in the, in the wrapping market. Uh, we've got people like Topaz and stuff like that. All these guys have got big brand capital and NVM and another one. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have huge teams. So actually, the chances of your car actually being wrapped by Yanni is, is minimal. Minimal. But um, you'll still go and happy to pay the premium to have it done at that site. Mm-hmm. And you've actually avoided doing it. You could have capitalized it quite mm-hmm. easily, I suspect, and had a whole team of sort of, you know, Jim White centers around the UK and you could just flutter between them in a in, in a in a car. But you absolutely haven't gone down that route. No. There's there's been many avenues that could have taken it. Um mm. said so the the brand is high up on a sort of a pedestal. Just that's where people have put it. I'm mm. not I'm I don't know everything. There is stuff that I still wouldn't take on. Um, but just keeping the head down, record as and when I feel like it, and it's put me there. So, yeah, I could have got three, four, five guys and girls, a bigger workshop, mm. and do the training, do product lines, do the PPF two or three years ago. But what's the ambition? This is the thing. Some people, like me, 10, 15 years ago, was driven money, 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 got to make money. That's all it's all about. But now that we're all, and we're all about the same sort of age. I thought you were going to say, now we're all poor. <laughs> that went really <laughs> bad. Well, well, there is that. But, <laughs> but, but we're all kind of mid-30s. Um, thank you. We're starting to shut up. No, um, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was stretching with me. It's just I'm only a... 24. <laughs> <laughs> um, my point is, uh, we talk about work-life balance and all the rest of it, but there's more to it than just a work-life balance. There's a, what is the point of life? Is it to work? Probably not. Or, I mean, ask me 10 years ago, it was. And mm. otherwise, if you're not economically viable, then you should be executed. But I was quite I was quite brutal in those days. Um, but now, I mean, for example, you're off to deepest Wales to go peddling with um, Kelly and, and John, I'm guessing. Yep. yep. Um, now, that's very much a lifestyle thing. Yeah, it's nice to get them bits in the diary, and you, you do have to make sure you um, get them in the diary, otherwise it doesn't happen. The yeah. last 10 years, my life has been white details. I'm When yeah. I'm on the car, when I'm in the unit, I'm very rarely do respond to emails or messages or WhatsApps or Instagram. My focus during the day is the car. Yeah. So then in the evening, I've got that to catch up on. And then yeah. if you don't do it that night, because you're editing, it builds you've up got two nights, three nights, yeah. four nights. But you've uh, got, my point being is you've got a camper van, which is really cool, by the way. Uh, you've got all these sort of things going on. And the question is, if you were to set up, say, the the network, yeah, you know, the Jim White network, um, you'd be selling yourself back into the business for another 10 years of really long hours, really high stress, and all the rest of it. What you could do is actually say, no, look, this is what I need to pay the mortgage and to survive and to live. And I don't need to push much more than that because that's happy and I get me back. So... You know, it's all very well us saying, oh, you could do this, you could do that. But is there any real benefit? I mean, it depends. Unless you are massively driven for, I just you know, don't know if I'm enough of a... Well, I'm not otherwise. It would have been different already. I'm not yeah. a businessman. I've just... I, I sort of fell into detailing back in 2009, having been a weekend warrior. I mean, we've not done the background, but I'm sure people have seen it. It's, it's in issue 13 of the Thank Pro you. Detailer magazine. magazine. Starting on a Mercedes minibus. Well, we remembered yeah. Sprinter. Yeah. And an Audi A4 Avante van. It was my workhorse, it was my yeah. mobile. So, um, But it was just, a, my dad suggested, like, give it a go. What's, you've got no restrictions. What's, what's going to happen? <laughs> yeah. Here we are. That fails, join the army. Um, yeah, and uh, I haven't looked back. It's been It's been hard growth to get to this um sort of point but possibly um there's a good friend of mine actually who i've had in the back of my mind with regards to ppf and is it something i'd like to do alongside them um they would be coming into the whitey dells brand and they'd be there on they're very good at dismantling cars rebuilding cars they 
they're a car nut. Um, mm -hmm. The BMW through and through, and they oh. could take a car apart and put it back together. So to have them, and they're involved currently in um, upholstery and um, leather repairs, that sort of stuff, and just don't know where they're at, if they're happy. Mm -hmm. And it could be something that would be good to do together. Um, I'd still obviously do all the do the detailing side of things, but some of the panels and some of the cars with PPF look like a two-man job, but there are ways and back-rolling abilities to be able to manage on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, but then if you do have a second person and it's a commitment, you've got to stack the jobs up. You've got to be a conveyor belt, mm. which at the minute... And you've got to keep getting on, particularly if it's a partnership rather than employee-employer. Sure. You know, if, if that breaks down, then you're, then you're vulnerable. Mm. Yeah. And then you start writing a magazine with them for ages. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't feel like you have to make a decision now. Oh, yeah, that one. So anyway, PPF, it sounds like it'll be fun. Thank and you. I'm sure you'll be updating all of your watches and stuff in due course about how that goes. Yep, of course. Um, and actually, that kind of leads us quite nicely onto other future plans. Because you were saying earlier, you've got kind of ideas. I mean, that you've alluded to, you know, uh, potential yeah, partnerships. Yeah, nothing's, well, perhaps, maybe, maybe not. But what do you reckon to, uh, I'm after your opinions here, um, my own product lane, range. What would you think to that? If I had, I'm not a chemist. I'm no. not a manufacturer. So it would go down the line of what everybody else had to, but it it would have to be a system that I am entirely confident with, I, I want to use. Yeah. Um. In fact, some of the stuff I'm using now, if I could just pour some of that, add a bit of that to the bottle and then just have it. And then there. Well, I, the, the answer is there are lots of different ways of doing it. You could Larry Casillerate, for example, mm -hmm. which has been very successful for him. Um, you could, for example, partner. You could do with what Rennie Doyle does with PNS and partner for a Rennie Doyle special range. You could do a Jim White special range with a group. You could obviously go to any number of Achem Car, Chem, Eurochem, Pip, whatever you name it, and and get them to make products for you. And you but just it has basically to be special. Labels. That's my worry that it, it what makes it unique, and it can't yeah. just be the fact it's got my face on it. I, I, this is the it point. It has to it's be something that is special. And, and it's got to be genuinely developed. And people's got to not just be unique from a chemical formula point of view, but unique when people get it out of the bottle. Yeah. Um, it's tricky. And I don't know. Again, it's, 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 is it just trying to create a nest egg, long-term income? You know, say if you do your back-in, you're off for a week. At least you've got products going out the door. Yeah. You're covered. Yeah. Um, they'd obviously sell. But there's but, my, my worry is it... It's being done for the sake of doing it, just for doing it. Well, There's we mentioned Yanavise has just, has just do, released Do you think his you can well. genuinely improve on what's out there in the market now, mm. with with a bit well, more, that, with yeah. a bit of input into the into the manufacturing? But I, the chemistry side of the background of the chemistry, I don't know really. I use what I well, use. Well, no, but you, like you have it. the you have the practical usage knowledge, which is what a hell of a lot of the manufacturers work, completely yeah. miss out on. Yeah. You know, you look at some of the, the machine manufacturers, a lot of them are designing it from an engineer's point of view rather than somebody who's actually using a machine on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm. Could you put, have input into machine manufacturing, for example? Okay. I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd be inclined to suggest the Jim White edition of, you know, tying up with a brand or two. so disgusting. Is it? <laughs> it's got a little bit of Jim White in every jar. <laughs> <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Oh, grow up. <laughs> um, but yeah, if, if it was something where you're actually consulting with, because, you know, 
you know you're not a chemist, we know you're not a chemist, so then putting on that, and I do, I'm always a bit cynical of people who put their name to a brand if they're not an actual chemist, but then also I've, I've used stuff that chemists have come up with, and chemists barely know what bloody cars are. And there's one, I bumped into him at a, at a show fairly recently, and he makes products for protecting buildings, and he was like, yeah, 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 I, you know, obviously I do a lot of detailing, and he didn't have the first clue about it. And now, as a chemist, I'm sure he's brilliant, but in terms of, yeah, we did this car, again, it was a BMW convertible, as happens, um, and, you know, we, we spent a good two hours on it, and we fully detailed it, and I'm like, Okay, you obviously don't know what detailing is if you can fully detail a you know an E thirty six in two hours. Um, so, yeah, you know which is the best way around. But Jim White products, I think that would be a nice addition. Um, it's just a matter of who you partner with because you yeah. need a chem. I, I wouldn't go down the the route of going to a generic chemical company and saying, right, give me your no. shampoo and stick a label on it. No, I, I'd say I'm, I'm not a businessman. I just do what I do, and I've got that. Um the power behind the channel to be able to but it has to be something i fully believe in and i am fully using but i don't want to become a victim to a product to then have to do videos for the sake of selling products yeah um equally i, I can't polish for the rest of my life ppf i'm looking forward to um there may be conversations in the background already happening mm -hmm. um so podcast exclusive two podcast exclusives although it depends when this is coming out People might know about the PPF side of things when well, this then. airs. Well, I'm, I'm sure. So there we go. I'm sure it'll be good. But but yeah, sorry, Ian. You you, you mentioned you, your your audience is probably one of your biggest strengths. There. You can always appeal to them to try and find what is a a missing product for them from the market. Mm. Maybe mm. that's where it comes in. Or put together, find the products that you want to use that are already existent, and they could be from a number of different manufacturers, and then do some sort of a deal where you have the Jim White pack that has got, you know, this from company X, that from company Y, and you put it all together and say, look, this is my selection. But then again, you know, with compounds and pads, for example, you can't just have one compound and one pad, and that's not going to do you all the time. There are lots of, you know, part of being a detailer is judging what piece of kit of you course. need for specific cars. Yeah. I think it, to start with, if it goes ahead, it will be basic maintenance ranges, shampoos, no foam, mm -hmm. wheel cleaners, glass. Um, I reckon I could do a good glass glass cleaner because there's a lot of glass cleaners out there that people seem to always struggle with. <laughs> <laughs> if you were to ask the majority of the population who detail, what do you do, like doing the least? It, high chance the glass is going to be the one thing that people don't like doing. For me, it's vomit removal. Vomit. Yeah, vomit also. on glass. <laughs> no, vomit on glass is quite easy. <laughs> it's vomit on spongy seats. That's the difficult. But with my routine and my approach to it, not a problem. Fine. Mm. Um, so... I'm excited by that as well. That's it's in the background. It could be something in the next two years that happens. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe wax stock twenty twenty three. I'll be stuck yeah. there on my little desk. <laughs> I, th I think the big <laughs> thing to take April. away from this yeah. is don't don't take advice from two guys who can barely write two magazines a year. We're we're we're, we're terrible people to ask business advice from. <laughs> <laughs> um, so actually, that's a point. Brands, what? Interested? What brands are interesting you at the moment? You know how there are loads out there, new and old. What? What are there any that are kind of just piquing interest that you've tried or that you'd like to try that you're just thinking, oh, these cars are kind of cool. I, I mean, <sighs> not to the detriment of any others. You know? <laughs> no, I mean, I I've been using CarTech a lot for the compounds, the refinish system, three thousand and nine thousand. Yeah, it's not a plug, but I, I I've dabbled with that. But there's there's that much that I'm unaware of that still could be better. Mm -hmm. that I just don't use because I haven't got time to try. Yeah. You've mentioned uh, the Anamize range a couple of times now, and I, I've had two phone calls from two salespeople from the Anamize production yep. facility yep. saying, we need, to get, we need to get you the full range of Anamize products for you to use, because naturally it would be great for them to see it on my channel. Mm -hmm. I'm like, thank you, but it's not A, it's not B. I can't afford to test products 
on customers' cars. Yep. I haven't got time to test on my own cars. I get a lot of that come through. And equally, there are people out there that do it already. Mm. So it's, uh, yeah, thank you for offering, but... I Surely the whole reason of Yanomai is bringing out a range is because Yanomai can promote it. He's fairly big on social media, I've heard. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Um, interesting to know where that's come from, if that's <laughs> one of the chemists that it will be. Yeah. It will be, um, yes. so I might look into that. But, go on, sorry. Well, no, I mean, I, I, and I was just going to make the point, actually, that your channel is different from a lot of the conventional review channels and all yeah, the better I for it. Yeah. I just head down, headphones on, work and do a case study and, and document it from point A to B. I've tried to do how-tos and um, anything outside that, I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. I just, um, what the what the audience don't see, but the camera does, it's quite comical sometimes. <laughs> what I have to sit through the outtakes, it's, it's most frustrating. Um, so Tot, Cartec have been uh, a big one for the last couple of years. Modesta, I've been with them since July 2020. Uh, obviously you can see a bottle over there, the garage therapy range. Yeah. It's quite a nice, attractive line. Um, I didn't catch the guys at Waxstock. Um, they were absolutely know, packed all week. I don't know if it was yeah. Maz or Roger. Roger, thank you. But we made eye contact. We did like a head nod and the hand before then I got dragged into another group of people to talk to. So I never made it over to their stand. Did you do the cheeky wink? Because if you do the cheeky wink, he'll then follow you around for quite a while. No. Okay. There was a message, I believe, come through on Instagram, which apologies, chaps, I haven't dropped back to. But all right, we'll pass uh, it out. I'm sure. I think Maz does listen to us occasionally, so we will. Uh, I'm sure yeah. be passed. It's, it's nice. It's a nice line. Um, I'm using their tire serum a lot. Yes. Yeah. Indeed. Um, so yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, um, I think it's about time for a little pause, and we'll be back very shortly. <laughs> I hope you're enjoying the Pro Detailer Magazine podcast. I just want to take a minute to say a massive thank you. Thank you to all those who ordered the hand wash only hardback book. We've printed 3,000, expecting them to sell in drips and drabs, but lo and behold, they're pretty much all sold out. So the good news is we're able to do a second print run, and that's going to be landing with us towards the end of October 2022. And so if you guys haven't got your copy yet, or would like to perhaps order some for gifts for other people at Christmas, dare I say it this early, um, then they will soon be available to pre-order at www prodetailermagazine.com uh, Anyway, thanks again and back to the podcast. And we're back. We have been joined by Mr. Jim White and we've been talking all things PPF, wax stock, brands and stuff like that. And I thought it might be time just to wind it back a little bit because there's something with Jim that you guys as listeners might not necessarily know about. You know Jim as the YouTube character, the man in your screens and stuff like that. Um, so you presume he's going to be bold, he's going to be outgoing. He's the one who grabs a microphone at, on a karaoke station in the pub and starts Ooh, singing. Even worst nightmare. Even when it's not karaoke night. Um, and <laughs> Every night's karaoke night. <laughs> Is that the impression you get from YouTube? <laughs> no, it's not. Well, it's not. But but you yeah. see what I mean. You, you, you're yeah. definitely forward out going. But actually, and this is kind of a, this is a, a really valuable point. Because as we were talking about with Waxstock as well, you were pretty damn nervous. I know, because I was right there next to you. Yeah, both times. About going on stage. Yeah. And um, sure, you relaxed once people were talking. You're saying that this year was easier than last year, etc. Or the three years before. Um 
but this is this is it is that you are not actually a madly confident outgoing kind of guy mm, really not at all no it's um i don't people sometimes having spoken to me or met me say you are exactly like you are on the videos mm -hmm. that's because i just i'm just me i don't present i don't put on a voice or a face to do the videos and as i said earlier what the camera sees but you don't there's a lot of outtakes and frustration that is scrapped some people say i should give the editing to a media student or someone to do that admin work for me to create the episodes but i, I dread for them to get hold of my footage just to <laughs> see the struggle of what goes on um when we went to the pvd day at kelly's and yeah. so you did a piece for me on my camera I had to sit through your outtakes and stuff. So, so you can see we all make them. I mean, mine are, I do a lot of swearing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I tried, I limit my swearing on the channel. I do. I am a swearer. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's another but story. But my, um, my, I wouldn't worry about your outtakes. Mine would get me into prison. I mean, some of the, some of the things that I say. You did drop the C-bomb on my camera. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I C-bombed daily. Yeah. Um, now, it, it's amazing what you're able to create. Now, my friends that know me well have... They have no idea how and what's happened to my details and how's Jim built a platform because mm. that's not Jim. Um, I'm in my own four walls and my own security and control of the camera and where that footage goes. So it's I your green zone, what isn't I want it? Yeah. To, yeah. Uh, I did a piece last weekend on Sunday with an industry chap with filming and I shat my pants. I did not feel comfortable at all. And when you do that, it four, also makes the rest no, of the day really uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. good outtakes. But, <laughs> um, three or four cameras in my face, and I'm being asked questions, and it's all stuff that I should and do know, but I'm I'm not going with, I'm just best when I'm just ad-libbing about the car. Yeah. Um, so to the viewer, I possibly come across as a great presenter and um, to the point with the car, but I do get messages from people saying, how do you start on YouTube? How do you sort of get going and get the confidence to to sort of produce these and I said well honestly if I've been able to get something going and do this I would like to say that anyone can there is a bit of a social anxiety from years gone by that I've got mm -hmm. a bit of a, a barrier and a few walls that pop up occasionally and it has been known on the vlogs where if I'm not in the mood I shouldn't film because that's mm -hmm. recognizable people see that maybe there's an empathy element maybe when you've got a gobshot like me people are immediately think what a twat. Whereas with you, they're much more like, oh, he's he's kind of somebody I could actually get on with, if you see what I mean. He needs to smile a bit more, but... Yeah, well, there is that. But you smile too much, and you people think it's creepy, apparently, I'm told. Uh, I was at a wedding recently, and I was platform. told to smile more, so I went around smiling everywhere, and somebody genuinely thought I had learning difficulties. <laughs> I mean, I do, but but not that's a bit. And um, so, no, I think it's a really important message, that, is that just because and I have this when I ask people if they want to come on film when we're doing the, the shot interviews and stuff like that a lot of people shy away no 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 and I'm like I yeah. know you can do it yeah. you know it's it's a matter of confidence and the the problem you get is so I, I talk about this a fair bit but there's a relationship between competence and confidence and confidence without competence is arrogance but if you've got right. the competence to back up the confidence, then it's not arrogance and it works really nicely. Okay. So it's a, I know that's unnecessarily complicated, but this is, this is the thing is that if you know what you're doing and it's just confidence that's holding you back, confidence is kind of an illusion. It's something you can create. It's something you can do. So anybody can, you just got to push yourself to do it. And I think in this modern world where we're monocoddled so much, you know, we don't have to push ourselves. I was thinking about what it was with, um, 
recent celebrations or not celebrations but kind of i don't know but remembrance and all the rest of it of world war one when we were all forced conscripted to go and basically you know harry carry it in, in the trenches and i was thinking actually how on earth would our modern generation and we've grown up with central heating we weren't beaten that much as children there's you know we haven't had starvation and famine all that often as you can tell um and um for us to have to go and do something that serious how how can we possibly conceive that in our headspace and, and going to war is a, is an extreme example that actually obviously many people still have to go through both here but more abroad um and so this is it is a confidence is if people can do that if people can go to the trenches in northern france 100 years ago why the hell can't we stand in front of a camera and just talk or do whatever we do um and i do think we need we need to in this world figure out how to push ourselves more because if we don't we all end up as boring mediocrity and so what's the point yeah yeah sure it took me a while uh and i, I still have my frustrations now i've just finished a, a mineral great <coughs> m4 this week and I, it, one thing with youtube is you probably know it's delivering content it's feeding the fire it's keeping yep. it constant um but this week going into a busy week next week i'm filming again i didn't it gets monotonous it's a bit samey for mm -hmm. me sometimes so this week I've just done the filming without the talking and that to the audience isn't normal. I guess they'll be sort of expecting me at some point to turn to the camera to say, hello, good afternoon, welcome to what he tells them. But it's just nice to have a clear head and not have to worry about storytelling. You could just Sometimes. go, I've lost my voice, so it's going to be music. Just, yeah. Um, and yeah, people ask for advice and tips on how to get the views on the channel and stuff, but it's it's not something that happens sort of overnight. You have to get over that barrier of um you have to look through the lens and talk and just mm. sort of pretend it's another person i guess but when i first did my first episode it went out to an instagram audience of i think six thousand seven thousand organically already mm -hmm. so if i was starting out and i just went if i was two years into detailing detailing now without the platform behind me to generate content to say what do you think to this uh, yeah it is difficult to get the traction and i don't know the youtube algorithms but and if anything my videos are really quite small i haven't mm. had a million plus episode yet with the views and it's just uh, it's consistency though it's providing what people want and the nice thing is that when you go onto your channel for example i know what i'm going to see mm. um and it is it, you know there's a certain number of people who want to see that they don't want to have in your face reviews they don't want to have um you know the, the sort of podcast or interview thing like we do they're going to want they just want to see this kind of project going through and, and um ian can always remember the acronym for this what's that thing about watching things that makes you feel relaxed asmr that's the one there is an asmr element to your videos which is lacking in say for example in john's you know in forensic that doesn't relax you that's you know teaching it's, it's education it's yeah it's it's engaging that's the yeah. stuff i can't do yeah, there's, then there's enough people doing a good job of that already. So why compete? Yeah. Why, you know, you've got your niche and, and it works. So yeah. I think, yeah. you know, for anyone starting out on YouTube, it's it's not just about kind of playing the algorithms and make sure you've got the keywords and having your flashy titles and, and the, the no. cover photo. It's just consistently putting out stuff people want to watch. Yeah. Um, I mean, my my favourite of all time YouTube is Donut Media, and they're um, everything you need to know about a particular car. You know, the history of yeah. a, a particular model, and uh, for me that suits me i can watch it anytime and um and i think that's the same with your videos is that people like it so don't change the formula no <laughs> uh, well sure. obviously unless obviously you do want to have a, a day without having to talk to camera the whole time it's an interesting one but 
Um, we shall continue. And so that's just an important thing about confidence. But speaking of confidence, you have got yourself a new motor car. And I know on this podcast, we used to do a motoring section because, uh, in fact, I bought a new car too, which we haven't talked about. Um, and it wasn't necessarily that popular. Ian's about to put on a sound effect. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sorry, what wasn't popular? The section on your cars. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so this is different. This is talking about Jim's car. Now, Jim, you have bought yourself a Shaguar. Oh, a Jag. Second Jag. Jag. Yeah. yeah, this is the daily. I had a Polaris White XKR, which is the nice engine, five litre supercharge, mm -hmm. which I came to the wax start when I was on stage in. Bit of a toy, bit of a beast. Um, but I'm into an XFS sport brake portfolio in Italian racing red. Which is, first of all, a really good looking car just as a shape. And then that red is pretty gorgeous. It needs a lot of work. It's mm -hmm. featured on the channel already, and I hate to disappoint if you haven't seen any updates by the time this comes out. I am I am bored of the car. It's not mm. me. Uh, I, I, I've done this twice now. I bought a V60 R design Polestar Volvo. Mm -hmm. Clue should have been maybe in the name coming from the BMW, <laughs> and I've done it again. Um, the Jag looks great. It's a fancy colour. Uh, I wanted a splashy colour back in my life. But it, I've done 1,700 miles, and... It's just boring. It's dull. Um, it's interesting. I mean, seventeen hundred isn't that many miles. In, in it's enough. I, I do that in a week like, sometimes. Yeah, it's enough. Um, the BM has that sort of connection in rear drive, which the Jag is, but it's. I've got. I'm just going to stay BMW. Well, uh, the BMW to. does bill itself more as the driver's car. The Jag is more of the kind of cruiser car, Grace isn't it? I suppose. Gen yeah. Generally, when when you own one of those wagon Jags, you are a sort of a. Um, plant hire manager so you've got your, <laughs> your your pair of riggers in the back and um your, your fluorescent vest and your white hat that you occasionally take out when you've got to go out on site and see one of your clients but apart from that it has, it's a great engine but it, it, it just doesn't give you that feedback because it's so um refined and smooth and quiet and yeah. it's auto it's an auto yeah. Yeah. And the box auto. isn't yeah. great it makes and it's it a v6 isn't it not a straight yeah, six yes. like a bimmer yeah yeah um but it it has potential um, it needs a lot of work. In the in the episode I put up of the car, the first washing, um, you can clearly see it was unloved. And this was a car that I bought privately from a cherished ownership, and it was this pride and joy, and it was garage, and it was this, and it was that, and it, it was growing. It was green everywhere. But mechanically, it's okay. Mechanically, it's it, it was garage. Yeah. Well, so I've seen I've seen the photo of the side. Was the garage too small for the car? <laughs> to well, squeeze it in physically. <laughs> the swirls aside, it was just it had its own allotment in the rubbers because it was just green everywhere. But well, if you can find a good detailer, I'm sure you could spin yeah, it on for a bit of a profit. Now, but it's yeah. the bumpers that need repainting. It's the tailgate that needs repainting. It's the wheel refurbishment. So, as I am at the minute, I could get it to my standard, but that is a big mountain to climb. When I'd rather probably spend that time on a customs car. Mm -hmm. I'm inundated with work. I'm fully booked till the late. Last week in October, currently. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I just think if you're listening to I'm, this in October, he, that it's not—it's more of a yeah, he's got a lot yeah. of work ahead of him. It's not <laughs> <a problem>. <laughs> <laughs> but there's to turn that around to get it to a level where I'd be happy when I'm not enjoying it too much already. It's it hard. is already for sale, and and in, it I, becomes I, a chore says, as well, yeah, doesn't it? It does. Like, oh, I'm doing fine. it. And I don't are you gonna, have my heart in it. That's the reason we've got an MG and a, and a Renault sitting in a car park. <laughs> so, yeah, we had our fun with it, but oh God, I can't be bothered. Sat there now. rationing euros for holiday. We've got a couple grand sitting on the driveway that we can't shift. Um, the, the the car is for sale at the moment. Now, when this comes out, it will hopefully have sold. Yes. So there's no point yeah, really doing a plug for it. Are you going to make a little turn on it or is it just getting rid? Um, I think I bought it well. I don't know. I, I, if you saw the episode, you'd have seen... 
my first impressions, my heart said, no, it, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. So I was disappointed. Mm -hmm. I traveled two hours down um, to go and see it. And I shook the guy's hand, thanked him for his time, said, Andy, honestly, it's not for me. I'm, it just needed too much more doing that I didn't yeah. know about. Um, but then he uh, he somehow, he liked the idea of the car going to me. He knew who I was through work and he, he knew that the car would be sort of looked after and cherished, something that he hadn't done much of. Mm-hmm. And then we did a deal. He did, we talked money. So I feel for a 2014 car with only 50,000 miles, it's a lot of car for the money. Mm. Um, I think it would suit you, Bert, quite nicely. Really. It's way too modern it and wafts. reliable for me. Oh, I do like really. I do like a wafter. But it does make a nice noise, actually, compared to my 3 Series. For a diesel? Yeah. Okay. I'm well, not in it, sadly, here to take you out in it to show you. But Well, look, my budget for any car, which has been demonstrated over and over, is about 1,500 quid. So if we can do a deal, yeah. then I'll oh, very yeah. happily Add do that. Zero on it. Well, uh, yeah, no, we can't do that. No, no. Oh, I didn't say where. <laughs> yeah, return of the decimal point. 15p. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's for sale, but I'm eyeing up Marketplace or to trade it in eBay for a 3 Series. Again, 330 or 335D. Or you could decal it up and have a uh, fire engine car. Just saying. Good. <laughs> Hose in the back. Thanks. Blue lights <laughs> on the top. Actually, I have seen a fast response fire car. You know the ones they have. They still have blue lights and everything. Which was McLaren. No, which were no. That's a fast car on fire. Fast response car on fire. Um, <laughs> You're seeing Kelly Soon, aren't you? Ask yeah. if his car's on fire. <laughs> okay. yeah. No, he sold that. That went a long time. Oh god, yeah. Yeah, he's got. He hasn't got any interest. I think in he cars. told me not to buy the Jaguar. He knew. And I, I secretly knew as well, but I'd fancy. He'd probably get you to buy a caddy with 105 horsepower, mm. and then spend yeah. like millions of with pounds. The original engine, he's done the big brakes, suspension, full <sighs> respray, full PPF. It, it makes me sick. His brakes are gorgeous, and they need to be on a car that needs them. But anyway, let's not talk about Kelly. You'll, you'll get overexcited, and I'll get I'll get WhatsApp messages. Um, so. Uh, that was the car chat, but I wanted to like draw out the car chat a little bit, and I wanted because we Ian and I spend a lot of time in a confined space, normally a car, and we talk about all sorts of stuff occasionally. But one thing we do talk about is cars, so I just want to do a kind of ad lib car based thing. Right. Okay. okay. It's great because I love doing ad lib stuff. It's it's fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Called out on the spot for things. <laughs> okay. So uh, first question then is favorite German car manufacturer. Porsche. Oh, bugger. Porsche or BM. Mm. Okay. They, well. They're my two brands now. <laughs> Forever and more, a BM will be my daily. And then if I have the space and the money, a Porsche for a toy. Interesting. The okay. garage currently in my unit, as I am now, it's got the M4, which we just finished. Yeah. And then the Lava Orange GT3 RS 991.1. So that's a nice two-car garage. BM okay. I, I'm, I'm going to ask you a BMW question because you obviously qualified to answer it. Hopefully. Which generation of 3 Series is the best? Uh, well, I've just said that my F31, the F30 series, was probably the, been the best car I've had as an all-rounder. So mm -hmm. I F30. Okay, well, I'm an E90 because I like the V8 and I like yeah, it in the four-door saloon. Yeah. That's mm. for me. Aaron? E30. Classic. I've had a, yeah. You know they're going to go wrong, but you don't care because it's cool. They're not that quick, though. No. But still, yeah, I just like V81. Mm. It's interesting. Okay, Koki, favourite Ferrari ever? Oh, that is on the spot. I'm not a Ferrari man. 
You see, well, you've got the specials. You've got the GTOs. The 288 GTO runs it very close for me. That thing's mental. Obviously, you've got F40, but the F50 in many ways is more... I've worked on an F50. Yeah, they're kind of more accomplished technically. It really is an F1 car with a body on top, whereas the F40's sort of mad 80s. diagonally. The pedal box is well offset. Maybe that is like a hypercar, supercar trait. I think it is. Slash, well, also Italian cars are always offset when they're turned right-hand drive. They're kind of resentful at making them right-hand drive. Uh, a classic I sort of grew up with on the poster wall was a 355. Yep. So they're still a very pretty car. Okay, would you have the T-top, the convertible, the Berlinetta, or the uh, the hardtop, which has also got a name? No, is the Berlinetta is the hardtop, mm. isn't hard it? Top is What's well, the Spider? Spider. And, and then it's the, just them two, isn't it? No, there's a T-top one. Clarkson had a T-top. Is it called the Targa, or it had a funny name? But anyway. T-bar. T-bar. Was that an MR2? They're very Which different things. Three five five rebodied. <laughs> yes, <laughs> good point. Yeah, no, I think that that is. I'm not a big fan of convertibles because it means people see my face, which is bad for them and bad for me. But the three five five convertible with the roof down is gorgeous. Yeah, there was a old yellow something Ferrari following me off the roundabout earlier on the way here. Actually, couldn't tell you what it was. I haven't got much Ferrari knowledge. Yeah, got to so, be honest. So if, if it was going to be something usable, it would be something relatively boring like California. Mm. But if I was, I, I I like weird cars, so I'd go for something like the was it the four hundred with the shooting Damn it, brake? Stolen my choice. Yeah, it is the shooting brake is weird. It's uh, cool. Well, no, and so they did the four, they did the four hundred, the four hundred i, the four twelve i, which was those that saloon, yeah. three box saloon style, but it was a coupe. Bloody love those cars. Bloody love them. And I it was like picture. five point something, little tiny square headlights. I'll, I'll, I'll get you, there's your Telio phone. You start googling. Yeah, they might well have done a shooting brake of that. So I'm sure I saw a shooting brake at the the Bristol. Italian yeah, I think, car, I think that'd be a one-off like the Lynx Jaguar XJS yeah. wagons and shooting brakes and stuff like that So, but no the 400 is cool in which case I'm going to have to follow on and go for a 456 you don't have any reception there's do you? no service no um, but 456 V12 and they did a manual um, and haven't really they got an SUV coming out they yeah. do, but mm-hmm. it's a long double barrel name I can't yeah, pronounce it I'm, uh, I'm not interested in I'm, that I don't do SVRs or fast Euros anything big an SUV I like a Range Rover. LM002, Lamborghini's mental military sort of Humvee H1 take okay. with a Contash V12 in. I don't fit in it. It's too small. But I freaking cool, though. I'll tell you what, the, the funniest thing about, well, for me was when we, because we did the UK launch for the Urus. Yes. And they had uh, a couple of classic Lambos there, and one of them was an LM002, which had got into this... Um, uh, oh, what was it? The the RHS hall in mm-hmm. London, and they decided about three or four hours before the big unveil started that they're actually going to have all the cars out on the streets, so people would know where to go because you know Lamborghinis Makes out sense. there. Yeah. So they loaded this LM002 back into this service elevator. They had uh, managed to snap off the um, side mirror. And then frantically phoned around all the Lamborghini dealerships. <laughs> so I said, "Anyone got a uh, an M002 anywhere sitting in the unit that we can nick the mirror off?" So someone ends up having to curry over a mirror and got fitted on the side of a street in London just so it all looked nice and perfect. That was an awesome event, though. The uh, skin from Skunk and Nancy doing the DJing. Oh, I remember you going off to that, and yeah, I was I I, I was I didn't get an invite. Um, okay, last question then. Favorite Peugeot of all time? <laughs> oh. That oh shut up here. You've do. got a Peugeot. Okay. I had a 106 XSI. Lovely. Friends had the 205, 16, and 19 GTI. Sorry. They were pretty cars. Um, 
what's the Pikes Peak? Four or five? Four or five, yeah. They were heavy into motorsport early. So mm-hmm. be... And they're the 306 Maxi as well. Ah, there we go. I used to be into my RC cars. And you had the Tamiya, Tamiya 306, 306 Maxi. FFO2 chassis. I used yeah. to have that same thing. I put a Subaru, no, I uh, put an Alfa Romeo Julia body on it. I have a picture of a very young Jim White in a lime green Anidas jumper on the track side maintaining or repairing my 306 <laughs> rally which i'll send to you because <laughs> that was years and years ago um that's brilliant God, we even have the same time here that's bizarre yes so yours you're going for 306 maxi la, 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 la. Peugeot, Peugeot, Peugeot. no 205 on mi16 for our bodies uh so a 205 with the mi16 conversion then conversion yeah, yeah. okay so i'm going for and three one six rally as well they were cool Series two with the Steelies white with Steelies. Yeah. yeah, there's only three colors the white, the blue, the red. Yep, was it f- flat colors? I did put the Rally 1.6 in that manifold on my 1.4 XSI because that was a thing, yeah, that was a dumb, yeah. but it didn't idle very well. Maybe it's because I did it, <laughs> it's very clean. Yeah, I think you need to because that's on carbs, isn't it? Still, was well, it no, no, it'd be injection. Just trying to think, yeah, where, how you tune it. I did win a photography competition with the 106. Oh, there we go. I know cool. you're a man who likes his photography. I like my ding dongs, yeah, I do indeed. Well, for me, I'm torn between a 405 MI16, uh, a 309 GTI, yeah, uh, but I settled for a 306 GTI 6. Reason being, I, yeah. I had the 306, I had two HDI sports which looked like a gti6 but weren't they had the cyclone 15 inch wheels they had quite a lot of the body kit and all the rest of it uh, and there was both phase three cars with crystal lights but i really 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 wanted a gti6 couldn't afford to insure at the time and now i'm too fat to drive a 306 i had to drive a 306 fairly recently and i can't even remember why but i thought how did i because i put on like 120,000 miles into mine before it met a sticky end and um i i I don't understand how I did that because they were so utterly small and uncomfortable for somebody of my proportion now. I, it's just tragic. So I'd have to somehow custom fabricate a slightly wider, slightly taller, slightly longer 306. A wide which, boy. Yeah, with a dimmer kit on possibly, yeah, just dimmer, for, you know, yeah. full chab appeal. Going to fast car days, aren't we? Yeah. Ian by now has had enough time to think of a witty sort of anti-Peugeot quip, I suspect. So what's your favourite Peugeot? Well, NSUs. Let's talk NSU. For a while, <laughs> well, I do like a row 80. <laughs> No, um, honestly, I, I had a 306 for years. You hated I it. I drove hated the gearbox I, on it. It's I drove your 306 briefly, and it wasn't We've that had, terrible. We had that as a family car since new, yeah. and I absolutely detested the damn thing. Yeah. Um, that's more to do with your family issues than the car. I, it, would, it would be something like a 205, but the, the prices are insane for what they are now. Yeah, well, the um, 308 GTI, GTI is quite nice. No, no not 308. Because it's 1.6. I, I, I did drive the, the, the 208E, the E208, whichever way around it is, yeah. the new one. They're really cool, but again, the price way above where they should be What do you, for what you get in there. I mean, we've got a 308 at the moment. Yours is a good-looking car. Yeah, it's nice. Nice enough. It's 1.2. But turboed? Oh, yeah, but everything's turboed now. I think so my, I think my coaster's my got a turbo I, on it now. <laughs> I don't have any turbos in my driveway. You do currently. I do, and actually thinking about it, my latest car is also a turbo, but it's it's a cheating. A lot of Peugeot engine in the van, I suppose. Yeah, HDI, 3-litre V6, 24... Uh, not 24 valve, is it? No. It's 12 valve. I'll tell you what, I used to be in catering, 
and um, <laughs> <laughs> used to be able to get these uh, really high class, high component uh, pepper mills made by Peugeot. Yes, that's your favourite Peugeot. That, that's but definitely what I go for. Pepper Peugeot, Peugeot, Peugeot. 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 I, I was go. about to say, yeah, I've got one of them too, uh, and because um, they also made bicycles. Okay, okay. Well, that was the last. Oh, I didn't question. even think of the bicycle. Yeah. Yeah. I've no, never I'll seen. I'll stick my pepper mill. Too late to change. Never seen you on a bicycle. So that is our um, automotive thing. We could do this for hours. So the question is, listeners. I was going to say readers, but listeners, um, let us know if you'd like to hear okay, old men subtitling talk about. It's true. Talk about uh, cars because I, I could, as I say, do that forever and ever. And whether it's actually interesting or whether you've already switched off and are now listening to, I don't know. See, now you're getting the dangerous territory asking for feedback, which we religiously avoided on this for fear of what people actually think of it. No, you and I have different <laughs> opinions on feedback. So I like to listen to people and you tell them in the nicest possible way to bugger off, but that's just because we're different Hey, characters. everyone's entitled to an opinion. <laughs> just as entitled to ignore it. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, no, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. And um, in terms of cars, one final point before we get onto the quick 10. Um, I've done a thing which is entirely against my nature. You can ask me. We could. <laughs> and yet you're still going to tell us. <laughs> no, okay. Then. Well, well. anyway, it doesn't matter. I, I, the fact I've got a three-cylinder, six-valve, turbocharged Audi A2 <laughs> diesel. Um, but I'm getting a genuine 78 A2. miles a gallon. 78 miles a gallon. And this thing's light. It's like 870 kilos. So even with me in, it's under a tonne. Which go. is kind of cool, and I've done because it's all that, it's shape, all it, it's all aluminium it's space frame, isn't it? Is? it? Yeah, because oh, I yeah. saw the bare frame of that at PS Spiker, like, hanging up on a um, on a fishing scale yeah, from it, the roof. I'm about to say it's something like forty kilos, I think. It's basically a, a D2 underneath, isn't it? I wouldn't say it's, quite that. I mean, it's, base, it's same 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 body, basically, just yeah. stretched a bit more. It, it is, yeah. Where it, it also goes bolt bit, and then it just add a little bit on the front and back. There's a bit of that. The build is a little bit too Volkswagen for my like. It's not on which, huh? On which one? On on the uh, A two, on the A two. But anyway, I'm I'm no longer murdering polar bears every time I go anywhere, which is pretty good. Uh, well, for them anyway. You're going to crash into Bristol Zoo. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, if I hit it in the A two, I think the polar bear would come off better. Um, so and and yeah, um, ten questions. Now you have listened to uh, this before, Jim, so yep. you know roughly what's coming up. But I haven't actually pre-briefed you, which I normally do with people. You also haven't written them down. Where's even four come from? Has it always been ten? Uh, yeah, although yeah. I'm looking here... You start to lose count after a okay. while, don't yeah. you, to be it fair. Is. Right. It is, indeed. Uh, but just in case, I've changed them all for you now. Okay. No, I haven't. Um, what's your current car? The Jag. Which the we've just talked about. To be replaced with the 3 Series. Your dream car is... Oh, I didn't know these were come. Dream car. I think we just touched feet then, sorry. I know. <laughs> what's the under He's the table? He just nudged you. Hey, dream that car. wasn't a hint. Why did you have help. to wink at him? That was weird. Um... Uh, Ouch, dream car. Um, it doesn't have to be a hypercar or something no, silly with two doors. It could be like a, a legacy S402 um, if you wanted. Uh, I do like the 992 generation Carreras. The Porsche. Okay. It's got to be a Porsche of some sort. Yep. Um, a decent garage currently would be a... Um, the GT4 is pretty. I finished yeah. in Viola Metallic Purple GT4 before Christmas. That would be a nice toy. Isn't that a Cayman? Or yes. is that a 911? Yes, yeah, Cayman. They read yeah. the Cayman GT4 RS now as well. Oh. But, and then uh, I quite like Alpina. I do too. Off the back of the BMW thing. Like mm. a D3, a big touring. Practical. Mm. Okay, okay. But 
I kind of kind of answered the question a bit round around the blocks. But yeah. um, what's the first car? And I think we know this from your interview. What's the first car you ever detailed? Um, the first car I bought machine polished to yeah. was a main blue Audi A3 Sport um, when I first imported the port cable 744. Yep. With the transformer. Maybe before then I had the rotary on the go. So but my first official invoice for white details, 001, was a Mercedes Sprinter minibus, 16-seater minibus. Oh, jumping in at the deep end there. Yeah. <laughs> so um, personal question here. How many buckets? Uh, five or six. Ooh, ooh, tell What's us. What's the most someone's answered before? Uh, I think probably three, and the most I've ever seen before was a piss take video that Mark Doherty over at Autoglim did, where he was taking the piss out of all people. Okay, five. Two buckets for your wash. You've got a third bucket for the wheels. Mm -hmm. That's three. I've got my spurring bucket inside for spurring the pads into with the airline. I've got the wet bucket side so the dust hopefully sticks to the bucket. So that's yep. four. Fifth would be the Lake Country bucket pad washer mm -hmm. load of plug there and then i'll reuse the third bucket which is a wheel bucket for doing interiors so a rinse bucket for interiors you use your wheel one. bucket for Basically, interiors rinsed out okay just like a, a yeah bit of a rinse bucket well i mean you you've 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 more you've out bucketed everybody we've had on since you've absolutely yeah. you've your top bucket top, top work top bucket top, top bucket um interesting question here rotary or da da mm-hmm uh, do you want to expand on that? Start on a rotary, a uh, Kestrel Sim 180, a Chicago <laughs> pneumatic, and then a Makita 99778CB, was it, or something? Back uh, in the day. If it was engine codes, I'd be able to help you there, but yeah. on, on, on old school rotaries. Yeah. And there's the Meta belt as well, but um, it would be interesting for me to do a detail with a rotary again to see if I've still got it, because mm. I haven't picked one up for years. Well, I remember at Waxtor, you didn't want to talk about rotary. So it was just like, look, DA is what I use. I would really like to focus on DAs because you're a Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I said, I'm let's talk about rotary. About yeah, I said rotary polishing. You said, no, let's not talk about that. Let's talk about other things sort of thing. Because it was, what's your, are you a Rupes man or are you a Flex man? I remember man? that. Uh, Rupes, Bigfoot. I've got one away for repairs currently. So I've got the 75, three inch. Yep. The 15, uh, the 21, the Duetto. Have you seen the new HLR 75? Funny looking thing, isn't it? Mm. It's, it's like a claw. <laughs> I thought initially. <laughs> for, the, for the benefit of the tape. <laughs> He's doing a swan thing. I was confused at first because I, I thought that maybe, like, because it's tied to the hybrid something. It yeah, has it's the word part of the hybrid, hybrid family. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm looking at that thinking that can't be used for intricate, inaccessible areas like the hybrid or a nano polisher of one yeah. inch can. I'm thinking it is for that purpose, but it's not. It's, it's a portable three inch polisher. Yeah. Really. Yeah, I, I can see its place. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's essentially the LHR seventy five yeah, equipment, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I held it at wax stock. Whether or not I'll pick one up, probably not. I've got two seventy fives already, as it is. Mm -hmm. um, but it is nice having the cordless. I, I get so frustrated with behind me a massive mess of wires and tangled cables on the yeah. extensions. That's a pain. Yeah. Um, well, of course, Flex have got all the full range powered ones already, which yeah. a lot of people like too. Interesting, interesting. Uh, another deep and meaningful question. Coating or wax? Mm, coating. For cars, for cars, yep. <laughs> Sponsored by Manscaped. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's going to be coatings. I haven't waxed the car. The last car I waxed was a Top Rot Red BMW Z1. Top Rot, is that an official colour? Top Rot Red, yeah, flat red. 
the Z1 with the doors that went down into the sill. Oh, Z1, yeah, yeah. No, I know Z1. We were, in fact, I saw one a couple of days ago over at Chana Gloss. Um, really? Yeah, well, yeah. Cavs playing with one. Um, they're worth a lot of money now. It's it like is. 55, 65 grand. I prepped grand. the car a few times. The last time I prepped it was years ago, but he likes to, to wax the car himself, and it's a show car, basically. So mm. it was a, a top-up of a wax we used at the time. But at the minute, it's just Modesta. It's BCO4, BCO8, yeah. ceramics. Keen, keen. Um, again, I think we're going to know the answer to this question. Ferrari or Porsche? Porsche. Hmm. Much more important question. Oh. Subaru or Mitsubishi? I have very little experience with either, but years ago on Dirt Rally, I held the world record fastest time in a Subaru around a Welsh rally stage mm -hmm. in a Subaru. And that was on the record for about two weeks, I think. Wow. And a simulator. You see, you, yeah. So there we go. You wouldn't have done so that in a Mitsubishi. Yeah, Subaru, good man. Correct choice. Awesome. We're going to have to pick up some pig feed later also on. Also, being yeah. blocked in by one on the driveway. So if I didn't <laughs> say that, I wouldn't be able to leave this afternoon. Um, so I've already asked a question kind of indirectly Flex or Rupes? Rupes. Uh, Rupes. Um, and then, final question, and one that engenders sort of conversation sometimes a Sunday drive or a Sunday detail? Uh, it would be a Sunday drive. But Everybody more recently, it'll be a Sunday drive to a fishing pond or a golf course. Mm -hmm. or, or a mountain biking mountain. Or doing what I'm doing this weekend, yeah. I do wonder yeah. if we have to start caveating this question with, if you haven't already been detailing all week beforehand, is it a Sunday drive or a Sunday yeah. detail? Because otherwise every single detailer is just going to, well, no, I don't want to do that again for another day on a Sunday. Yeah. Especially not the Jag. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the weird thing is I'm the old one out because I don't get to do any detailing during the week because I'm running around doing office work and stuff like that is actually I, if I do get a weekend to myself if missus is off playing with dogs or something I do then go and actually tackle wash my car something. yeah when I say tackle your buckets yeah I appreciate that you, you're shammy my tackle hasn't come out in that respect for months um, so no I think that's I think that's a fair response I think that's good that's cool well it leaves me to say Jim thank you very much for coming all the way down from Lincolnshire I don't I went super west country there because did. I didn't want to do a piss take northern thank accent because I'd, I'd get lynched um, and enjoy your cycling don't fall off and break anything no don't let really John Hole beat you again. PPF training, wouldn't it? Can't make it. <laughs> Collarbones yeah. knackered. Can you apply PPF with one working hand? Uh, someone can, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm surprised your dream car you didn't go with something like a Winnebago because then you can just put the bike in there. I could be a mobile oh. PPF installer. Yeah? I? Yeah, get myself a... No, nomadic PPF. Mm. It's a good, good go. business name, though. I spent about yeah. two years living at service stations. Get back the dogs again, Ian. Yeah, I'd spent a couple oh. of years living at service stations, travelling salesperson. Life on the road is actually pretty shit, to be honest. <laughs> it's too long. <laughs> There's something nice about central heating and running water. Um, did you live in your 306, though? I, I did. There are some nights when I ran out of budget for hotels, so I had to stay in the 306. So that's going to be depressing right there. It is, but nobody broke into it while I was there. Who it's, would? <laughs> it did get broken into in Bristol. Um, but that says more about Bristol. I can't say, that's a low bar. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Okay, Koki, before we rattle on, as I say, Jim, thank you very much and well, safe journeys. And we will be back very soon on the channel. Goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. Bye-bye.